Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Uh, this is the uh, Burst of Imagination uh, podcast um, with the, uh, the topic of creatives in crisis. I am here with my brother, Kevin. Say hi, Kevin. Hey, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, and I'm Mac. And uh, and we, we've been talking a little bit, especially with uh, 2020, just kind of all the kind of craziness that this year has been. Um, how are creatives doing during this time? Um, I've seen a lot of my own social media post um, and some of the groups I follow uh, people trying to figure out how to still be motivated uh, you know with everything going on um, I know a lot of people are kind of going through depression and other stuff uh, with everything going on what, what are some of your thoughts on that Kevin yeah I think that has been a huge uh, hurdle not just for creatives but for anyone living right now in 2020 I mean it's essentially made a pretty uh, volatile situation I mean if, if you think of basically the whole country, the whole world has been grounded for three months or, you know, however long it's, it's taken us to get here. Um, and, you know, there's definitely some psychological impact that I don't think anyone's like accounted for or even realized um, what would happen to them if they weren't allowed to leave the house um, or go to work or, you know, lost, lost their jobs, lost their income. Um, so, I, I mean, that's definitely a huge impact, you know, as, as writers, we're already struggling with writer's block or, um, you know, feeling like we, we want to do business things like marketing um, and not having that extra motivation because um, we're just not sure, you know, what's going to happen. I, I think that's been, um, it's one of those things that just kind of paralyzes you, you know, it keeps you from going forward. No, definitely, definitely. Um, you know, and a lot of times, um, you know, in a creative world, you know, a lot of times um, if you're mentally distractive, uh, distracted, um, it's really hard to be creative. Um, so I'm sure that's playing some some extra challenges when you're you're dealing with your own kind of personal struggles for you to sit down and focus and and either crank out that art, that artwork, whether it's physical or digital, whether it's writing, if you're trying to write a book or a story, uh, whatever your creative medium is. Um, it probably is even harder right now when uh, you're so focused on on the the, the daily the daily news, daily media. Um, you know, people are just kind of now surviving COVID, so to speak, and um, and now there's protests going on and riots going on. Um, it's just kind of a kind of a crazy world right now, and um, and, and it seems like every month there's kind of a new uh, a new fire, so to speak. That's uh, uh, keeping our attention and, and, and building the anxiety just across the planet. Yeah. I, um, found a article from, uh, artsy.net and they were quoting some stats. There was a survey that was conducted by, uh, the artist relief fund. It's like an emergency relief fund that was created specifically for artists. And they found that 95% of artists have had a loss of income due to COVID. Uh, I, don't, I don't think that's saying like 95% have lost all their income, but their, their finances have in fact been impacted due to COVID. I mean, that's a huge number, 95%. Um, it said 62% were fully unemployed. So just like no job whatsoever. Uh, 66% were unable to access resources just to do their work. And then um, 80% didn't have a plan to recover after the crisis, it said uh, the average decline in income was uh, about twenty-seven thousand dollars. That's that's a huge impact. 
No, definitely, definitely. You know, and I and I I think mentioning that and and from you know what you're what you're saying, I I think that may be a, a thing to focus on in, in in what this particular podcast is about is um, I think there's two different tales of being of being a creative. Um, I guess you have to ask yourself why you're being a creative. Um, you know, if you're doing it for, you know, for financial means, um, I think that's kind of a different story and probably a different challenge right now, uh, because as, as business owners and businesses, um, there's a lot that's being affected right now. Um, but if you're, if you're, if you're just struggling to be creative because you want to be a creative because, you know, you have a passion and you're an artist and, and this is what you want to do. Um, uh, obviously you want the financial aspect of it, but, um, but if it's, if your challenge is being creative. Um, and you're just having a hard time doing that and you're not focused on the financial part of it, I think there's some solutions, um, you know, for that. Uh, but from the business set, uh, side, um, I, I think those are kind of two different questions. Like how do you, how do you keep making money as a creative during this time? That's, that's almost a whole other podcast, I think. Um, uh, yeah. but how, how you're successful as a creative uh, during this time, as far as successfully creating, uh, that might be something we can probably approach a little bit more. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's interesting as a creative, a lot of people just do it because they love to do it. Right. Um, right. But if you want to take it on as a business, well, now you actually have kind of the headaches that businesses have. Like if you want to make it a sustainable income, um, you have to do marketing. Um, I, I was actually doing a little bit of um, research into our authors and frustrations and just coming up with ideas for blog articles. And I realized that that's actually one of the most common frustrations that authors and writers have is that they spend all this time and energy to write a book that they love. They spend all, and, and they do it because they love writing um, and they want to get the stories out there. And it's almost like, ah, now I got to go market it. Um, and so a lot of um, discontentment was from the fact that they have to turn around and also market their book that they're not done. They wish they could have just like, all right, I wrote my book. Now give me money, you know, but that's not, that's not how it works. That's not how businesses work. If you think about a business, you have um, businesses are kind of made up of like three main components. You have products. So for an author, that would be your book. Uh, artists would be your paintings or, you know, your drawings, whatever medium musicians. Um, then they have a operations and that's sort of like admin, um, all those like paperwork, um, all that stuff to kind of get it into a medium that people can buy. And then you have your marketing and sales. Um, and you kind of need all three of those components to actually have a business where as, as an artist, all of our energy is on that first part, just having a product. Um, and now we, then we kind of get overwhelmed with, with the rest of it once our, our product has, has been made. Right. And, you know, and as a business, most, most businesses, before they even start, they create their business plan. And normally part of that business plan is, is market research. Yeah. And you actually see if this is a viable product, if there's people actually looking for this product, you know, you think about, you think about like a gas station that ends up, you know, on, on, a, on a corner across from another gas station and you're thinking, well, that doesn't make any sense. Well, you know, to them, to them it does. Um, they're looking at it. They're, they're able to see, how many people are already you know, going to one, they see if there's a need for it. They see if there's enough room in the market for more. And then they go and build one, you know, literally on the opposite side. Um, and, and, and they're, and they're normally successful as well. So, um, 
there, 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 there is a, a, a reason to that madness a little bit, but it's because of their, their market research. Um, you know, that, that's a pretty big investment uh, to go and put the brick and mortar and, and, and hire people and um, get all the inventory if they didn't think it would succeed. And I think when you're being creative, I think sometimes, sometimes for creatives, they need to put value into their own personal investment and maybe should do that research to see if their own personal investment is going to pay off if, if that's their goal, if, if their goal is the financial payoff. Now, you know, if, if it's about the art and about the creative side of it, then maybe you don't worry about that as much. Um, you know, maybe you, you worry about making the, the greatest story you can and, and the greatest art you can. And, and, you know, you, you, um, you know, you focus on that. So I think it just kind of depends on what your, your end goal is. I mean, I think for a lot of people, it's somewhere in between where you would like some type of financial success, but you also want something that's artistic, artistically fulfilling as well. Yeah. Um, the city of Fort Worth actually did something that I thought was pretty, pretty awesome. Um, at the time that they did it, I think they launched it in like April, um, but they put together a project that uh, supported local artists. They basically uh, raised funds of $100,000 um, to have local artists create works that show their experience of living through the pandemic. Um, okay. And so I, I think this is one of those opportunities like that um, as artists, we kind of help interpret the world a little bit. Uh, what we're experiencing, what we're feeling, what we're going through. Um, and so they, they have like an application is absolutely free to apply for it uh, for Fort Worth residents. Um, and they would pay them anywhere from like 2000 to $5,000 just based on uh, their portfolio, their, uh, I think you had to put like a bid together or something, the proposal together, um, and then your financial need. Um, but that was at a uh, new normal uh, fw.com forward slash apply so pretty cool uh project there they just gathered um local fort worth uh businesses and funds and uh just kind of a way to give back to the community but then also kind of create something that would last uh kind of uh to memorize uh just portray what it felt like to live in this time yeah no definitely i think um you know, we'll go kind of come back to kind of how to be creative during this time. But I think something that's worth noting is that right now is a gold mine for creatives. If people just kind of would just take advantage of it, you know, um, I, you think about some of the classic works that have been written or the art that's been created that has kind of last, you know, lasted through centuries. You know, I think of like, you know, a tale of two cities, um, you know, it was, it was the best of times it was the worst of times. You think about stories that have kind of kind of touched all of us, you know, through generations and and, you know, and, and through centuries. A lot of times it was about, you know, some of the most challenging times in human history. Yeah. And these artists were able to kind of connect with that and tell the story of, of what it was like in that time period. And you kind of connected with the kind of human existence in a different time. And I think artists can really channel the anxiety, the emotions, um, the struggles of, of what it's like to go on right now. And they might be creating work that might be sustainable and really last for centuries to come. This might, this might be the Charles Dickens work that they write right now that might be speaking for generations to come. You know, if you can channel um, some of that stuff that's going on, I mean, there's just literally a treasure trove of, of emotions and feelings and topics 
um, that can be pulled from right now that can be used in art um, that can last for generations. Yeah. I mean, if you think about like the elements that make up a good story, every good story has to have conflict, you know, it always has to have uh, these situations that we put our main characters in that challenge them and stretch them. And I, I agree, like, um, you know, sometimes the, the best stories come from real life. Um, and so, you know, don't waste this inspiration, you know, don't waste how frustrating right now is, but, you know, write it down, channel it, like write down your thoughts, write down how uh, people are feeling. Um, and I think it can give new life to a work. Um, but yeah, that's, that's an excellent point. You know, and I think the other thing that people you know, are, aren't realizing is that um, utilizing art and, and creativity can definitely be a therapeutic way to get through kind of what's going on. You know, you can kind of channel these emotions into a more positive expression, um, and that, that actually might help them uh, deal with uh, some of the anxiety and, and different things that they're dealing with uh, during 2020. It, it kind of reminds me of comedians. Like they, <laughs> exactly. they kind of need to have these bad things happen to them uh, to be able to channel uh, those experiences. Uh, and in the artist roundtable article that that we wrote, um, in which the Hollywood Reporter they have uh, they invite actors over and have interviews with them. And um, in this particular one, they had Jamie Fox, and he was talking about how he had a conversation with Eddie Murphy. And Eddie Murphy was talking about getting back into comedy. Um, but he said um, he was over at, at Eddie's, Eddie's house and he's like, but Eddie, you got, you got to, your, your house is too nice. Like you need to like break something or he's like, that's why I keep like broken stuff around the house. I got like old rugs, like, cause you know, you're not going to be funny anymore if you don't have like these bad things to influence you, help, help you write your materials right that, that's how i felt i i saw um seinfeld uh, way after uh he, you know he, he was in his series and he was doing some stand-up thing and um and i don't really remember if i really watched him too much doing stand-up prior to, to his his tv show but i remember seeing him on tv and he was like talking about like he was at some events and it, it, it is some it was some comedic act he was doing he was like he's, he's talking about uh, he's at some event he was talking about the caviar at the event. And at that point, he just kind of lost me. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, he, he doesn't really know the struggle and, and the, and the average human can't really understand what he's, he's going through. So, you know, his, his jokes were only to a certain type of crowd, I guess, but um, you know, and maybe I kind of missed the point of it, but I, I felt like all his jokes were kind of coming across that way where he was just at such a different status level um, that you really couldn't, you couldn't really feel sorry for him or, you know, feel like he's gone through any type of, you know, significant journey. Yeah. Oh, boo-hoo, your caviar was bad. <laughs> yeah. Right. It, it reminded me, I, there's a documentary on uh, Metallica and there was a, uh, I forget the name of it, but uh, the Metallica was going through the same problem. They, they become too successful that they had a really hard time writing music that meant anything. They didn't really have that kind of struggle anymore. And so they actually um, locked themselves up in this really kind of ghetto, you know, real, real kind of place um, that just didn't have any bells and whistles and just kind of forced themselves to be there to create. And I thought that was really insightful for them to do. And it's a very interesting documentary, but it was really insightful to kind of see 
you know, that they, they realized that they kind of needed to go back and, and, um, you know, look for that human element that kind of, um, you know, of the struggle that people kind of need sometimes to create. You know, I've um, been studying a lot about like marketing and business ownership. And uh, there's this guy named Ray Dalio and he's wrote in a book called Principles. Um, He founded one of the top like leading hedge funds in the world. And, um, but he has like these principles that kind of have guided his um, business, his life, his like how he buys stocks and stuff. Um, and one of them, he talks about like evolution. And like, there's a lot of truth that you can find in nature and that um, survival in nature is like you evolve or you die. Um, and like, you have to constantly be willing to adapt. Um, and he, he was even looking at like, like pain, like when you embrace pain um, and you're willing to look at your weaknesses, like objectively, it, it actually is a key component to becoming successful. Uh, the most successful people in the world realize where their weaknesses are and are willing to help other people who are kind of better at that thing to, to get them along. Um, but it's, it's the whole idea of embracing pain, learning from it, like reflecting on it and like becoming better through it um right it's kind of interesting i don't i didn't think uh we would go in this direction with our podcast today but yeah i think there's definitely good that can come out of kind of the struggle that we're we're faced with right now well and and part of you know any type of struggle is it creates limitations and what artists probably don't realize sometimes is that limitations create the best art yeah i i know for a lot of artists and, and i know for me sometimes when i have all the materials I could ever want, all the art supplies I could ever want, um, you know, you know, all the blank canvases, you know, all the, you know, pretty much anything I want. It's really hard to create something sometimes. <laughs> sometimes it's it's easier when you have the very, you know, the very specific confines that say, okay, this this is your medium, this is what you have to do it within, and this is kind of what the subject matter or topic now now create. So sometimes that you know that makes it a little bit easier. Um, having those limitations to really kind of expand within those limitations. Um, you know, so I think that's kind of, you know, using the, the, the limitations we have now could actually really create probably better art um, than in a time where everything's going well <laughs> and we maybe have less limitations or distractions. <clears throat> I, I feel like there's been some really cool things that have come out of COVID that um, wouldn't have happened if if we weren't in COVID, like I mean, there, there's things like uh, like Josh Gad, he's like been hosting these reunited apart series on YouTube, and bringing back all these actors and directors and writers from some of our like favorite um, childhood movies, like Back to the Future. He he yeah. brought back. Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd and um, the director. And then he would like have them like read parts of the script. He did uh, Lord of the Rings just this yeah. past week. That was fantastic. I, I, um, I saw the, I saw the Goonies one. I really like that yeah. one. Yeah. It, it, it was one of those things where, um, you know, everybody's locked away. No one can go, you know, you can't go to work. Uh, even actors are, aren't working. Production stopped. Um, but a way like, 
like let's raise funds for those affected by COVID and, you know, just being creative and using what you have. And it's all through a zoom call, you know? Yeah. Um, like, Again, you know, take, taking advantage of the limitation and still creating some really cool stuff with that. Um, the guy that created the, um, uh, from the office, who has that, that he had his own show. Yeah. John was like, Krasinski. The yeah. Dude. Exactly. That, you know, that, that was very successful and really fun. A lot of people were enjoying that. So, you know, I think, I, I think, you know, just kind of like really good entrepreneurs, I, I think artists need to be entrepreneurs and take advantage of opportunities that they, they see and, and take advantage of the limitations and really, you know, I think people can appreciate something when some, you know, when people take, you know, some limited resource and do something amazing with it. Um, oddly enough, I think people appreciate stuff less when people have, all the opportunities and all the resources and do something with it. You know, you just think of like, you know, Oh yeah, that's the studios. That's what you expect to get. But um, you know, when uh, you know, some like 19 year old creates a movie on, on his iPhone and it looks amazing um, or, 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 you know, or with limited budget or something like that, you know, you're more impressed probably because of the limitations he had. Um, of course, if you have an iPhone, you're not that limited, but that's beside the point. Um, but you know, but I, but I think that, you know, the point is just, you know, taking advantage of your limitations, you can do some really amazing stuff with it. So we want to maybe uh, talk a little bit about maybe some some things that people can do to help them kind of st- stay creative um, in, a, in a crisis. Uh, I, I had some tips that I, I was going to share, but is, you have you have some ideas or things that you want to kind of share to, to ways to kind of conquer uh, whether it's the anxiety, depression, or the writer's block uh, during this time. Well, um, I don't. This this maybe isn't quite on topic with the um, staying. Uh, avoiding the writer's block, but um, a book book hub, uh, well, book bub, sorry, with the B, actually had a pretty cool article talking about how authors were actually helping other authors. So this is a great opportunity, a great time to collaborate with others. And basically they were doing things like um, mentioning each other in like their, their newsletters. And so they were helping other authors out by um, like collaborating with them. They would do um, joint posts on Twitter or Instagram. Um, so it had like both of their books featured. They talk and, and like tell their, their email list about this other author um, and just really helping each other in this season. Um, so I, I think one key thing is like plug into your community. You know, we're kind of all in the exact same situation. Um, and so if anybody can relate, you know, it's other authors, it's other artists, it's other musicians. Um, this is, a fantastic time to team up uh, with people that maybe you, you haven't necessarily reached across the aisles and connected with. Um, they're not going anywhere. You know, they're, they're at home. Uh, so this is the perfect time uh, to cr- collaborate and create something together. You know, not just making it about you, but, but actually um, partnering up with someone else. That's great. That's great. Um, kind of in doing research for this topic, um, well, you know, one one of the reasons I even thought about doing this topic as well is uh, in one of my groups, I remember someone writing something about, um, you know, what motivates everyone um, to, to write while they're co- kind of coping with depression and everything that's kind of going on and stuff. Um, and um, and uh, I, I saw comments, everything from saying that people exercise, um, that, you know, doing sprints or doing other types of exercises, um, maybe walking, um, that probably kind of gets you out of your own kind of mindset. 
Um, someone else commented um, in one of these groups uh, to uh, kind of create realistic and uh, obtainable goals. You know, I think that's kind of important is to kind of, you know, just first of all, just goal setting in general, I think is, is kind of usually important. I think when you don't set goals, a lot of times you try to tackle the entire elephant and, um, and that becomes daunting by itself. Um, and, and you're trying to, you know, just take on too much, but when you kind of set very specific um, goals, um, I think that makes it a little, little bit easier. <clears throat> some people suggested journaling um, some of your thoughts and feelings to kind of get them out, um, you know, and, you know, into different places. Um, I, I have a book uh, that I really enjoy reading. It's called 101 Habits of Highly Successful Novelist. And um, one, uh, what they've done is they went through and um, talked to different writers um, about different topics. And these, these are kind of successful novelists. And one of the topics was, you know, what, you know, what, how, how do you deal with distractions? And uh, one of the writers, his name's Ed Gaffney. Uh, he said that uh, one, of, one of the way he deals with distractions is he starts writing first thing in the morning before he does anything else. And that makes a lot of sense because once you kind of start kind of building onto your day, you start checking your social media feeds, <clears throat> start watching the news, start, you know, taking your calls, start doing all that stuff. You start kind of building all these built-in distractions into your day. So if you kind of start first thing before you have all those distractions, I'm sure that uh, helps quite a bit with the writing process a little bit. Um, you know, and I think, you know, I think just distractions in general is just the other challenge. I think it's important to unplug. I think Facebook um, might be one of the biggest challenges for, or not just Facebook, but social media in general, might be one of the biggest challenges for creatives and writers because it's really easy to lose a lot of your time in the day focused on that, um, not just physical time, but mental time as well. Because even when you log off, you're still kind of in that same mental space focusing on that social media. Yeah. That's good. Um, I think another thing that can help is, is music. Um, you know, I think music is a good inspiration to kind of help distract you from things and, and, and to get you kind of into the right mental and emotional state to, to write or draw or whatever your creative uh, thing is. But, you know, kind of find your, your muse, so to speak, to kind of help you, uh, you know, focus on that. And then I think the, the, the last kind of um, tip I'll kind of put in there, too, is for creatives is, is, to, is, to, min is to organize um, not just physically, but mentally, I think, um, like say as a writer, for instance, um, you know, if, if you're kind of all over the place and you don't have a process and you don't have an outline, um, heck you don't even have a title for your story yet. Um, <clears throat> it's kind of hard to, to work on it even when you're away from it. Um, but if you're very organized and you know, okay, I need to focus on, on, um, coming up with character ideas or I need to come up with plot ideas, then those are things you can work on throughout the day if you kind of have mental notes or you're kind of organized enough to do with it. But if you're not organized, again, you're taking on the whole elephant. So it's a little more challenging to do. I, I think and this might not be one for um, necessarily overcoming uh, blocks, but you know, as creatives, we really should always have something handy to take notes. You know, when you have an idea, when you have that burst of imagination, um, you should be prepared to be able to pick something up and, and just write a quick note so you don't forget it. Because uh, as you mentioned, we have a lot of distractions. We have a lot of things that take our time away. And you might not ever get that inspiration back again. So sort of things right. like um, Evernote is important. Or uh, if you have a moleskin, I know um, that's a kind of a tool of many successful entrepreneurs. They physically have a journal with them 
with a you know a pen and something they can write on um, to just as soon as they have that inspiration they can write it down. Um, one of my favorite applications is a Workflowy. It's a free application, but you can basically do hashtags, um, and so you write a topic as you know, uh, and you can like categorize it pretty easily. So as a writer, if you were you know, taking notes on characters or um, plot lines, or you know, as you're submitting, uh, segmenting your different thoughts, you can add that hashtag on, um, and then be able to organize and group your your information to come back to later. So uh, just you know, always be prepared to to capture that inspiration when you have it. Well, that, that sounds great. I think those um, you know, so I think that gives us our our, our audience a lot of stuff to kind of focus on and think about and. Um, and that kind of puts us close to the 30 minute mark and that might be a good time to just kind of wrap up uh, kind of with this topic, but hopefully they learned a couple of things and found some things that they can kind of utilize on their own and, and, uh, and take advantage of to try to be creative during this time of crisis. Yeah. So, so one thing I'll, I'll challenge our community with is uh, guys, you're needed, right? Like the, the condition that we are, are facing in this world I know my brother alluded to uh, the issue of racism that's been coming up lately. Um, artists are essential. They're an essential part of society to change the way we view things, to help interpret the things around us, to inspire us, to uplift us. So uh, just know what you do is important. Whether you're a writer, a musician, an artist, um, it's, it's vital to us as a society. Don't feel like it's unimportant. Don't feel like it doesn't matter because it does. A hundred percent matters. Um, so just wanted to encourage you guys, if you're feeling that today, um, that, you know, we need you. We 100% need you. We need your gifts. We need your talents and your passions. Uh, so just wanted to encourage you to, to continue on. No, definitely. Definitely. And I think, you know, I think the stuff that they create right now, like I said, might kind of stand the you know test of time for, for generations to come. Well, well right. thanks for listening, guys, and uh, ho hopefully you'll catch our next podcast and our previous ones, and definitely come and check out burstofimagination.com. <laughs>